it's uh, it's time to get going here. Schools here, your host, and with me, Alex Luchaferro, Sam Firu, Tamark, and LLP, the most positively rude laugh for me in the country. And you can always reach out to Alex when we're not doing this show. How about that? He's uh, ready for that phone call anytime. He's got a great uh, team working with him. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, the email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. So if you're having uh, an issue at work, something you maybe from last week wanted to discuss and kept it on ice until this week, bring it on because we're ready to uh, ready to tackle it. Bring it on. Let's have that conversation. Um, Alex, you're going to resend me the prep because I just deleted it because I'm an absolute tool when it comes to email. But uh, we're going to get into whatever you want to talk about in just a bit. But we always start with the week that was. Brother, what do you got going on? Hey Johnny, not a problem. Uh, all good. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out one way or the other. Good Monday evening to you. Great to be back live on the air, talking employment law as usual, and talking, of course, workplace rights for employees and for employers. Been another busy start to the week, John. I mean, I can't believe we're already uh, you know well over a quarter of the year through here in 2023, continuing to help people with their workplace situations, solving problems, giving advice helping people get the severance that they're owed our entire team you know speak to people on a daily basis they've either mm-hmm. heard this show or they've been in touch with us through a family member or a friend or a colleague uh and they're calling us john because they're dealing with a situation at work they're dealing with a problem at work yeah. they don't know what to do they don't know how to respond to their employer maybe they've been let go from their job they want to know what rights they have and what options they have And this is what we do, John. That's all we do. We help resolve these kinds of workplace problems. It's the bread and butter of our work. Uh, And what's great about our job is that, uh, you know, after people speak to us, John, I can tell you they usually feel a heck of a whole lot better. A lot of times these employment situations are actually quite straightforward. We're able to resolve those problems pretty easily. And listen, they're obviously more difficult, more kind of nuanced, complex situations. And even where there is no perfect solution per se, People are really grateful to know what kind of uh, options they have, where they stand, and oftentimes we can resolve even those difficult situations in a positive way. And if this is ringing true right now, if you're listening into the show, you're dealing with a situation at work, again, maybe you've been let go from your job and you've been offered some sort of severance package, maybe your boss is mistreating you or your employer's uh, proposing some sort of change to your employment, you're dealing with a stressful, difficult situation, give us a call right now. Let's chat about your matter. It's an opportunity to speak with an employment lawyer. Let's solve that problem, get that monkey off your back, and alleviate that workplace stress. I always encourage our listeners, do not be shy. Do not be bashful. We're here to help. And, of course, if you don't want to call into the show, listen, give us a call at the office. Talk privately with either myself or one of our one of the lawyers at our firm. You can certainly give us a call there. But for the next half hour, John, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hopefully point people in the right direction and get them feeling a, a, a lot better about their workplace situation. Uh, let me go in quickly to my uh, case of the day here, John. It's sure. an opportunity to get the ball rolling tonight and talk about a matter that uh, just came across my desk today. Spoke to a very nice lady uh, earlier this afternoon, uh, John. She'd been in the same job for about nine and a half, almost uh, almost ten years, actually. Most recently, as a sales manager, so started as a as a kind of a salesperson, worked her way up to management. She actually supervised the team of of salespeople. Very good at her job. This lady was in her mid fifties, uh, and uh, recently, uh, this was I think in about mid April, uh, her employer approached her and effectively told her that the department was restructuring. 
this came as a shock to this lady, John, only because she's management level within the company and she's quite surprised to hear that you know this change was happening really without her input and without really her knowing anything at all it was kind of a uh you know a dictate that came down from upper management and was being kind of forced upon her and her department and lo and behold uh, john this lady was going to be moving forward uh, demoted into kind of a reg regular salesperson role. So across the business, the company was doing away with the sales manager position. It would no longer exist. Uh, her uh, uh, John, so all of the various different components of her compensation, she made a base salary, she made commissions, she made bonuses. None of that was going to be changing. Her pay was going to remain untouched. But this lady was losing all of her management level responsibilities. Effective at the end of this month, so the end of April, she would have uh, no more employees reporting to her. I think she had about seven employees who she was managing. Though that responsibility would be gone. Um, and she'd effectively be a salesperson like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And she's not particularly happy about it, uh, uh, John. She's quite disappointed and upset with the company for having done this to her. She, they've given her very little notice. I mean, effectively two weeks notice of such a major wow. change. Again, they're taking away all of these manage management level uh, responsibilities and job duties that she had. And so she reached out to us, John, and she wanted to know what her options uh, were. And I told her this. I said, number one, try and speak to the company and see if there's some sort of resolution to be had there. Maybe there's a different kind of management level position that they can put her in. See if there's some sort of internal resolution that could be had there. And if that's not possible, well, then she may be dealing with what we call a constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal is when an employer makes a major change to the terms of an employee's employment. Uh, and it's a significant change. It could be viewed as a kind of a breach of contract in the, sure. in the context of an employment relationship. And here's what's interesting about her situation, John. Despite the fact that her pay isn't changing... The fact that they are taking away all her management level duties and responsibilities, that, John, in and of itself, is a constructive dismissal. Mm -hmm. When we talk constructive dismissal, a lot of times people assume, well, I can only claim constructive dismissal if, they, if, if an employer cuts my pay or reduces right. my pay. No, even a change to your job responsibilities and your position can be a constructive dismissal. So we're going to be working with this uh, uh, lady now. She's in a position, John, where she needs to make a decision. Uh, the decision is either uh, to find some other role within the company that she'd be happy with, or alternatively, if there is no such option, then we're going to be negotiating a severance package on her behalf. She's an almost 10-year employee, John, 54 years of age, in a sales manager position. She's looking at 12 months of severance. She's looking at a year's pay as her severance entitlements. And if the company can't find some sort of resolution for her here, that's what she's going to be looking at. It's going to be a year's pay as, uh, as severance. That's what she's owed as a result of these changes. And again, it's a reminder to our employees uh, out there. It's not just a pay change that would be a constructive uh, dismissal. Even a change to your position and your job responsibilities can give you rights and protections as an employee. And with that, we'll take a qu uh, quick break. Tony, stand by, pal. You are uh, first up on the phone lines. And get your question on air. We'll get to you in just a moment here. Employment Hour continues. Employment Law Show. Anyway, stand by. Coming right back. Ben, we are back. Tony, thanks for standing by, pal. How are you tonight? Not bad yourself. Good, man. What's on your mind? I got a big problem here. Um, 
I, I was snow plowing in the winter for this uh, new company, and uh, I got I, after my shift uh, just before Christmas, I got hit from behind uh, in a major car accident by a drunk driver, and um, my uh, boss ended up uh, expecting me. Uh, I was going through therapy and all that, and expected me to work, and uh, he ended up terminating me. And my managers cut off the phone. They like blocked my number. I asked like what's going on, whatever. And uh, nothing. Basically, they just closed me. They shut me away like I'm non-existent. And uh, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of scared and nervous. And uh, I don't know where to turn to because uh, it's not right what they did. And basically, I worked a lot of hours overtime, and that wasn't paid. And uh, I don't know how to go about uh, getting my... Uh, gotcha. Getting everything done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all very good questions, uh, uh, Tony. So let, let, let's take this kind of one issue at, at a time. So uh, just to confirm, you were you were clearly an employee of the company, Tony. How long had you been working Correct. there? It, it's, it's seasonal. It was um, uh, for the winter months, snow plowing. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But how many how many seasons in a row had you been doing? You were you were doing this for quite some time, or was it was yeah, it pretty oh yeah, pretty new for, employment? For, yeah, for many years. But this is with a new company. Okay, fair, fair enough. And so, listen, in a situation like this, uh, Tony, let's, let's, again, take it one issue at a time. Let's just talk about the termination in, of, in and of itself. So, despite the fact, Tony, that you're a seasonal employee, despite the fact that you're obviously, you know, laid off probably every sp- spring and then would come back in, in the summer, you're, cons- you know, you're going to be owed severance. You're going to be considered an employee like any other employee. Your severance entitlements are going to be based on your age, position, and years of service. So the longer you've been with these guys, the older you are, the more specialized or senior your position is, the more severance that, that you would get. An employer can't just decide to let an employee go and give them zero notice or zero severance. They're going to owe you severance, uh, Tony, like any other company would, like any other employee uh, would be owed severance, whether you work in an office or you plow snow, uh, you're an employee and you have rights uh, you have protections, particularly when it comes to severance. Now, because okay, I, I need help here, they offer they, now. Now they're starting to talk and offer me a job because they know I said I was going to go to the labor board, and now they said, "Okay, we'll get you a job in the summertime." And yeah, I, well, of course they right. are. Uh, of course they are, because they obviously sense the li- liability, Tony, not only from a severance point of view, but here's why as well. If they let you go, Tony, and it sounds like they let you go, kind of at least somewhat related to the fact that you got injured. Uh, right, and you had to take some time off to recover record. from your accident. That the managers uh, said uh, you're, you, you can't work because you got into that car accident. So they basically uh, cut me off, and then they stopped talking to me altogether. Yeah. So if they did that, Tony, and if they ultimately let you go because you were unable to work for medical reasons, that's discrimination. That's a human rights claim on the basis of disability. Not only does an employee in those circumstances, not only are they going to be owed severance, but they're also going to be owed additional damages for that reason. You cannot, as any employer, and again, I don't care if you're working in an office building or, or if you're a landscaper or you or you remove snow, you cannot treat an employee differently. You cannot punish an employee because they are obligated to take a medical leave of absence because they need uh, accommodations in the workplace. If you weren't able to work uh, Tony, because of your medical leave of absence, and then they and they told you, well, listen, if that's the case, you're done. Uh, you're done here. We're letting you go. 
I mean, I don't know a more clear example of discrimination than a situation uh, like that. So I think your your former employer now is right to be concerned. Tony, clearly you stated that you need some help. You do need help. And what I'd suggest you do, Tony, is give us a call uh, at the office. Let's put Hello. you in touch with one of our lawyers. We'll have to chat, you know, chat in detail and walk you through each one of these uh, issues. And ultimately, what we typically do in these situations, Tony, is we'll reach out to the company for you on your behalf, set out these issues, set out what a reasonable, uh, uh, what a reasonable solution would be in the form of severance and potentially some additional compensation. Uh, and hopefully, uh, your matter can be resolved quickly. Hopefully, your employer uh, you know, is reasonable enough, uh, and, uh, comes to the table and is willing to, uh, to resolve this one. Most employers are, I have to say, Antonio, most employers will realize what they've done is wrong and try and remedy the situation as quickly as possible. It already sounds like your employer has given you that impression. Uh, I wouldn't speak with them directly anymore, Tony. If they're trying to text you or message you or email you, uh, don't bother trying to kind of negotiate something like this yourself. Give us a call at the office. And, and we'll take it from there, but that's step number one. Okay, thank you kindly. Thanks, Tony. I'm going to give you that uh, number. You'll hear it again throughout the show, one 821 Again, one 821 There's also a help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's a perfect example of an employer doing quite a few things wrong, Alex. Not uh, not, not not smart moves for sure, but that's the type of panic and, and, and anxiety it can cause, which you saw with Tony. He said he, you know, he's nervous. He doesn't know what to do. Hence the reason why we do this show, and there's always some sort of way out and some answers for sure. Okay, termination of employment, setting the record straight. That's our uh, topic for uh, the remainder of the day. Number one, your employer can let you go. They can let you go even if they don't have a good reason. This will shock a lot of people, right? It will, John, and it's something you know. It's a it's a question that we get uh, pretty much every single day as as employment lawyers. A lot of people, you know, one of the first topics they want to discuss when they've been let go from their job is, you know, I I was a top performer uh, for for the company. I did every single thing right. I have a clean record. You know, were they allowed to let me go? And in the non-unionized environment, uh, John, the reality of the situation is, yes, an employer can let any employee go, really. You can be the best performer uh, for the company. You can be an average performer. You could be a subpar employer or employee, rather. All of those employees, regardless of their performance, can still be let go for really no reason at all. An employer can simply make a financial decision, right, or decide that it's not a good fit for one reason or another. Uh, and let an employee go. Now, that's what we call a without cause termination. Uh, John, without cause meaning, again, there's no particular reason. Uh, it's not as if it's based on performance or conduct or anything kind of severe. It's a, it's a without cause termination. An employee in those circumstances, John, is undoubtedly going to be owed severance. Severance is going to be based, as I was mentioning to Tony, on his age or on the employee's age position in years of service. The longer you've been with the same company, the older you are, the more senior your position, the more severance you're going to get. But again, the point here, John, is you know, uh, the quality of your work doesn't play into that strict severance analysis. Uh, right? And the reason for termination in those cases doesn't play into the severance analysis. The one uh, or, or the one of very few exceptions to that rule, uh, John, is actually what we were just talking about with Tony, which is an employer very obviously cannot terminate an employee on any discriminatory ground. 
So for all our employers listening out there and you, you hear me saying, you know, you don't have to have a reason to let an employee go. Well, the reason can all can also not, uh, you know, it can't be based on an employee's age or gender or religion or nationality or, as in Tony's case, their disability status on whether they are medically able to work or not or whether they need any medical accommodations in the workplace. Again, that's the one exception. If an employer is letting an employee go on any one of those grounds, that is going to be discrimination. Our laws actually come down very, very harshly on those employers. John, you don't want to be one of those employers mm -hmm. uh, that are letting employees go, and there are discrimination claims involved. Those are extremely, extremely serious matters. Now, the flip side of that, again, related to Tony somewhat, is your employer can't fire you simply because they don't want to accommodate that disability. It's a high threshold. they got to do it. 100%. And, and the threshold uh, has been stated time and time and time again that it's you know it's established it's accepted that it is not going to be easy for an employer to accommodate someone with a medical disability it's expected that that's going to be the case it, it we know that it's going to be hard for an employer to accommodate someone who has physical limitations or even you know kind of psychological limitations that degree of difficulty in accommodating that employee again is known is established is accepted it it is only when that hardship becomes the language that the law uses john is undue hardship mm -hmm. when it becomes almost impossible i would say to accommodate that employee is when the employer uh, gets to say no sorry we can't accommodate these kinds of medical uh, issues I can tell you this, uh, John, and I've been doing this for a long time now as an employment lawyer. It is very, very rare to see a situation where an employer is actually looking at uh, undue hardship or a situation where they genuinely can't accommodate an employee with medical limitations. In 99.9% .9 of cases, it actually is quite easy to accommodate someone with uh, with medical limitations. And honestly, we can all think of examples, uh, John. It's not, you know, it's not difficult stuff. Some employees need more breaks than others. Sure. Some employees have limited hours, right? Lit limited schedules. They can only work 20 hours a week, or they can only work 30 hours a week, or even 10 or 15 hours a week. Some employees can, can't lift certain, uh, you know, above certain weight thresholds, sure. right? You can't yep. lift more than 10 pounds, etc. These are the most kinds of uh, uh, most common kinds of accommodations, and I hate to say it, John, but we see problems with these kind of easy types of accommodations every single day. Employers yeah. just don't get that they need to play ball in these situations, and unfortunately, you know, we have to teach employers those lessons uh, uh, often, often Hardly. enough, and, yeah. and exactly, and it's going to cost them in the long run, and that's what employers don't realize. We are talking about termination of employment. Set the record straight. Point number three is this a temporary layoff? This one's been huge, as you know, Alex, over the last couple of years. A temporary layoff is essentially it's termination, really. It, it really is. And of course, when we're talking temporary layoffs, uh, John, over the past few years, we've really been talking about temporary layoffs in the context of COVID. Yeah. And, and so these rules actually apply. And we've now had confirmation from the courts in Ontario, John, on several occasions. I'm not just talking about one decision here, but our courts have now definitively said that whether the layoff is related to COVID or not, a temporary layoff is still a termination, in which case the employee is going to be owed severance. Yeah. So, so again, the rule here is whether it's related to COVID or not, whatever the justification is, if you've been temporarily laid off from your employment, 
don't assume that what your employer is doing is is legal and correct a lot of times you don't want to accept that temporary layoff it's far better to just consider your employment at an end get your proper severance entitlements which are going to be significant right and get moving on uh, to to new employment the only way in which an employer can enforce a temporary layoff is whether is if it's written into your employment contract or if it's an established term of employment right. right so if you're laid off you know if it's when you sign up for the job it's established like tony for example our, our earlier this evening you know he's you know he works the winters and he's probably laid off every spring and summer if that's a very obvious and clear established uh, term of employment uh, right, and you know those are the rules of the game. Well, then that temporary layoff is justified. You've accepted it, right? It's part mm -hmm. of the job. Sure. But if you're in, you know, if you're in the tech space or in manufacturing or in, you know, in a simple office job, and you're being temporarily laid off, chances are it's an illegal layoff, and you're going to be owed severance. Let's get to one more of these about termination of employment. Set the record straight. If you've been let go, do not, do not, knock on the door of the Ministry of Labor. Right. Yeah, absolutely, John. And this one we should uh, we should bold and underline and, yeah. and and flag because this is the big one. Uh, and, and you know, and, for, and we've been you know we've been preaching from the rooftops on on this issue for years, uh, uh, John. We still see, unfortunately, some employees going to the Ministry of Labor when they've been terminated and seeking severance that way. And please, 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 if if any employees out there are listening and are all con uh, contemplating contacting the Ministry of Labor for severance or for termination pay. Do not, uh, absolutely do not. The Ministry of Labor in Ontario can only enforce an employee's minimum severance entitlements. They're kind of bare bones severance and termination entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, which is the piece of legislation in Ontario that kind of governs minimum employee rights and minimum employee standards. Those are not your full severance entitlements as an employee. Your full severance entitlements as I mentioned already, are based on your age, position, and years of service, and they're going to be far more than whatever the Ministry of Labor is telling you, whatever your minimum entitlements are under mm -hmm. the Employment Standards Act. So if you go to the Ministry of Labor, they can't tell you what your full severance entitlements are, only what your minimum entitlements are. And to make matters worse, John, and I'll make this my last point on the subject, if you go to the Ministry of Labor and you file complaint about termination or severance pay, guess what? You're stuck there. You can't you you can't go back then and start seeking your full severance entitlements. Once you've made an application through the Ministry of Labor, you're stuck with that process. So you've mm -hmm. effectively given up all of those other severance entitlements. So that's right. a an important point to make when it comes to the Ministry of Labor. And that'll do it for another day. If you were going to call through, if you had any questions about severance or otherwise, now you can follow up with that phone call, the number I just mentioned a few times, one 821 5900 Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. For other matters and to learn more, always free and anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow back here at 630 with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night. The